Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Ed Gross, author of the Voices from Krypton Oral History of Superman, coming from Nacelle Books in 2023. And this is the Voices from Krypton podcast. We're talking to Jim Beaver, who many of you may know as Bobby Singer on Supernatural. But he's also a playwright, screenwriter, and film historian, and for decades has been working on what will ultimately be the definitive biography of George Reeves. Somebody asked me the other day, you know, what historical person would you most like to meet who's no longer here. And I I was really torn because part of me wanted to say Abraham Lincoln just because I want to bask in his presence. But part <laughs> of me wanted to say George Reeves because I want to ask him, yeah. okay, can you, can you resolve this for me, please? <laughs> right. Get an uh, interview with George Reeves for your book. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure many people would believe me, yeah. but uh, 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 the, the fact is, uh, certain things will always uh, lack enough answers to resolve it for everybody, um, and and there's a certain there's a certain um, uh, excitement that comes from digging into a mystery. I was I was watching television the other night, and there was just whatever happened to be on, and I found myself in this just really, really engaged in the secret of these tunnels that these people had discovered. And what did it really mean? And what, who built these tunnels and what was hidden in them? And then about halfway through the show, I thought, wait, I missed the beginning. I don't even know where this is or what it is. <laughs> right. And yet I'm all caught up in solving the mystery. And I don't know what the mystery is, but when people start talking about a mystery, it gets kind of exciting. Um, so, uh, most of what I've tried to do in my research and tried to do in my book, um, is, is to find out who this man was and what made him tick, not at the end, but all throughout his life. And, um, and I, I find him, I find him a fascinating character. He's not, um, uh, in some ways he more than deserved the fame he got in some ways. Uh, uh, he got more famous than a lot of people who were in the same boat prior to his fame. Uh, in other words, um, there are a lot of actors out there who might be just as well remembered now if they had gotten cast as Superman, uh, 
and George might have been as comparatively forgotten as some of those actors. Uh, what I do know and I really appreciate is that he brought something to the character that a lot of people couldn't have. And uh, uh, for my money, for example, if you look at Kirk Allen, who played Superman in the serials right. in the late 40s, um, uh, there's such a world of difference between him and what Reeves brought to the role. Uh, it's it's, I think it was wonderful for us that Reeves got the job uh, because there's he his personality shines through the role in a way that Kirk Allen's I don't think ever could have. Uh, no disrespect to Kurt, Kirk Allen, but uh, he, he was to, for me he was uh, a, quite a dull Superman. George Reeves was someone that. Uh, even if he hadn't been playing a character with, with superpowers, I would have wanted to know this guy. Uh, I mean, just from what came across on the screen. The natural charisma uh, is what you're talking about, because he did project absolutely. that. Yeah. Absolutely. He had, he had charisma, and maybe charisma is, in part, the ability to give strangers a sense of kinship. Uh, uh, or connectedness, uh, I, I, of, of all the people who've ever played this role, uh, only Christopher Reeve comes close in my mind to making that kind of charismatic connection with an audience. And, um, uh, so I think George Reeves deserved all of the fame he got, but I also think that, uh, uh, he would not necessarily be an actor. We were still talking about 50 years after his death. If he hadn't played this part. Um, I don't know that, uh, uh, circumstance was ever going to give him the kind of career that would have made him memorable 50 years later. Uh, if he hadn't landed the part of Superman, um, it's, uh, it's almost as if the role uh, branded him not only in life, but in death uh, with um, a kind of inevitable and constant fame uh, that, you know, may or may not have uh, supported him in, in the financial and artistic way he wanted, but which, uh, lives after him and um, but it's possible it might have done so for someone else in in if someone else had gotten the part I don't know that uh, uh, you know there were plenty of actors who came out of World War II like Reeves who were fully competent actors with with good movie faces and and voices and uh, and had charisma and uh, uh, who just never got the breaks and maybe had a good role here and there and then uh, ended up in character parts and, and maybe even worked for the next 30 years or so, but whose names most people have completely forgotten if they ever knew them. And um, 
what separates Reeves from those guys is the fact that he got this one role. Yeah. Um, there's nothing, I'm not diminishing in any way the talents or abilities or even charisma of these other actors. It's just, he got this shot and they didn't. And this shot did something uh, both advantageous and disadvantageous to Reeves' career uh, that it didn't do for theirs. And you probably could have switched them out to a certain extent. Once again, I, I don't, it's hard for me to think of any of those guys being as charismatic in the role as Reeves was. But that, that charisma wasn't doing him any good before this role. Right. Uh, uh, it's not like, oh, here was, here was a guy who was going to have Gary Cooper's career no. if only he hadn't got cast as Superman. Right. Superman did not derail uh, this, this, this thriving career, basically. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, but then on the other hand, you know, uh, I don't think Gary Cooper could have played Superman. <laughs> I agree so, with you. Uh, um, not as well as this guy. No. So, but it's, it's amazing uh, how you get certain characters and actors. Like I always think of the, the, um, 60 soap opera, dark shadows, and Jonathan Frid, who played Barnabas Collins, right? Now, this is another right. guy who came out of obscurity, really, relatively speaking, and became the superstar. Mm-hmm. And then when it was over, he faded away again. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's not a um, – uh, well, you know, we're back to that Oscar Wilde quote. Uh, uh, I'm sure Jonathan Frid – looked at the first year or two of dark shadows as holy cow, I've got it made. Yeah. Um, and then when it's over, you, you may go, wow, if I hadn't done that, what might've come my way and what isn't going to come my way now? Because I did that. Yeah. Um, it's a less, um, it's a less drastic uh, shift nowadays. I think, uh, uh, I mean, first off, the notion that, that George Clooney or Ben Affleck would have played Batman back in the 50s uh, is ludicrous because they just weren't making large-scale movies like that, and no big star would take a role like that. Sure. Um, uh, but... Um, Nowadays, there's, there's, you know, uh, playing Batman didn't harm George Clooney's career at all. It was a thing that I don't know. I don't think from everything, everybody I've talked to who knew George at the time he got Superman, I don't think he thought, oh, I've got it made. Right. Uh, uh, finally, finally. I've got the, the title role in a TV series and everybody's going to know who I am and I'm going to be rich and famous and well beloved. I don't think he looked at it that way at all. I think he thought of it the way he described it to Phyllis Coates on their first day of work. Welcome to the bottom of the barrel. Right. Uh, uh, but I also think he didn't think anybody was going to see it. So it didn't matter. Surprise. Uh, <laughs> You know, yeah, he was, uh, 
uh, at the time that this came along, he, uh, a, a year or so before Superman came along, he was supplementing his income, uh, digging, uh, basements and cesspools for people. Wow. Um, and I, I don't know that he looked at Superman as anything other than a way of not digging cesspools for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you're probably right. Uh, in, because you know, it, it was, it was some money, but it wasn't enormous. Of course, there's also the fact that, uh, around the time that Superman came along, uh, George was in a situation, a romantic situation that meant he didn't have to worry too much about money. Yeah. Uh, in terms of surviving well, what he did have to worry about was money in terms of self-respect. Right. And, uh, so it was, it was important to him to have a career, not just artistically, but to be his own man. And, uh, but at least he didn't have to go hungry. Um, you know, they crammed those Superman episodes into a fairly short period of time, which meant that, you know, out of uh, nine or 10 months out of the year, he wasn't even working. Right. Uh, and, uh, I, from everything I understand about him in my research, I think he, I think he didn't mind the fact that he didn't have to worry too hard about where his next meal was coming from. But I also think that he'd have much preferred to have been paying his own way. Um, and, uh, uh, he didn't have to worry about his, about his house. He, he had a nice car that his, his, uh, girlfriend gave him, uh, he, you know, he had, the necessities and, and a good number of the luxuries of life, uh, whether he worked or not. But I think, uh, he had the kind of self-respect that meant that he wasn't fully comfortable with that. And, uh, if, um, uh, I think in the end, uh, he eventually thought I've got to do this on my own. Um, and, uh, hence the, the breakup with Tony Mannix and, uh, and the new relationship. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling here. No, um, that's fine. And he was also looking for directing. I mean, that was going to be his big thing, right? I mean, like if, if well, Superman came back, he was I mean, a lot to direct. Of people, a lot of people look at that as, as a sign that his life was turning around, that he had great prospects. Um, the fact is getting a chance to direct your, on the show you're already starring on is not such a big deal in the business. (laughs) Fair enough. There are an awful lot of TV series, uh, including the one I'm on, uh, where every once in a while an actor says, do you think I could direct one? And they go, yeah, sure. Why not? Because <laughs> right. the crew knows what they're doing. This isn't to diminish the work of, of any actor who's directed on a show, but 
it doesn't in and of itself mean hooray, new career. Absolutely. Um, uh, there are people who, uh, direct episodes of their own shows who have no great skill at it and who would never be hired to do it on another show. Um, uh, I, I frankly don't have any idea whether, uh, George was skilled enough at directing to, uh, to, to transfer into another career to branch out Um, to other shows and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. He very well may have, I know, I know he was considered a very good stage director. Um, but, uh, that's also a, a different calling from directing film and television. I don't know whether he had, uh, the visual sense and style uh, or whether he had the organizational skills required to, uh, uh, direct a film, for example. Um, lots of people get chances, uh, but that it doesn't mean, Oh, great. Everything is now going to be wonderful. You know, earlier we had talked about the charisma that George brought to the role. And what always comes to my mind when I think of that, believe it or not, this may sound silly to you, is his episode of I Love Lucy. Yeah. It's, yeah. He's on the screen for a That's short true. time, but doesn't he project this amazing charisma oh of Superman? God. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, uh, uh, he's got comedic skills that, that, uh, uh, are, are very much in evidence there, but maybe even more than on the Superman show itself. Uh, he has an ease and a style. And again, that word charisma that just pops off the screen in that episode. And, uh, uh, I hope he was as pleased with it as we are watching it because, uh, uh, it's a lovely appearance. He looks great. Yep. He, um, um, he, he's, uh, totally in tune with the, uh, comedic aspects of the show. Uh, he doesn't come across as some kind of lumbering dramatic actor who can't do comedy, oh, uh, which sometimes happens on a sitcom. Of course. Uh, and, um, uh, no, he seems right at home there, and he also seems absolutely as heroic as little Ricky would want. <laughs> yes, Superman he does. To be. Yeah, and uh, uh, there's no there's no sense that uh, this is a guy in leotards and rubber muscles, uh, as far as the kids are concerned, and. For the adult audience, he's just delightful. Um, I think it was, I think it was, it could have been fortuitous. That episode, uh, if, if things, how do I put this? If the, if the business had been different in those days where, where typecasting was such a factor, right? if they hadn't been so predisposed not to use him in other roles and in other types of shows because of the Superman image, I think 
an appearance like that on I Love Lucy might have been uh, more of a springboard for uh, more opportunities. But it was such a it was such a, uh, a a fixture in the industry's mind that oh we can't use this guy because everybody will say Superman. Oh well, we can use him as Superman, right. but you know you can't do that for every gig. Um, you know they weren't going to put him on the Untouchables as Superman, <laughs> and they weren't going to put him on the Untouchables because he was Superman. Yeah. Um, Untouchables is a bit of an anachronism in this discussion, but you know my point. I know what you mean. Yeah, and I tell you, Um, that final shot where he's got his knees crossed over, his one leg crossed over the other, he goes, and they call me Superman. I mean, oh my god! Yeah, (laughs) it's just great. I I don't I don't know that he ever looked better in the character. I agree. That moment. Uh, And uh, but had he done that? Had had the time frame changed at, to the eighties or the nineties, if he had done that same appearance on, say, Friends, uh, uh, he'd have been a guest star on every show in town. Right. I think uh, they would have been going, "Oh, this guy can do comedy too." Uh, you know, let's get him over here. We and we can build something around it. But for for us, uh, for for people in in the nineties and two thousands and two thousand tens, we have older television to look back on and say, "Oh, we can use this to make something that resonates with our audience." Well, they didn't have that in the fifties. There wasn't a prior television audience. Uh, there, nobody could look at something and say, Oh, you remember this guy from 10 years ago? He's, we could have him on our show and everybody will be really excited to see him. Uh, I love Lucy was happened while Superman was still on the air. Yeah. There was a, it wasn't a nostalgia factor. Oh Um, no, it was very current. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. There wasn't anything on television then that really drew on the audience's sense of nostalgia and uh, had he lived longer. And I think maybe even just a few years longer, I think he would have benefited from that uh, in a way that just wasn't possible uh, during the period of his actual life. Absolutely. So when you think of George though, and and as Superman and all, what, what do you think is the legacy? For me, his legacy is uh, as Superman, and I think that's where the vast majority of his legacy lies. Um, He'll be remembered somewhat by Gone with the Wind fans, and uh, uh, to a certain extent by movie fans for his appearances and from here to eternity. And so proudly we hail, but for the general world out there, uh, his legacy will always be as Superman. And, uh, at least until the generation that grew up watching him passes away, I think, uh, he will be 
beloved for that role. And I think it's because he had an innate ability to take seriously something that kids took seriously and at the same time connect to the audience in a way that let both children and adults feel like they were in on a secret. Um, one of the great acting tools that uh, I've been taught and many actors have been taught is the advantage of the character having a secret that the other characters don't know about and the audience may or may not know about. It's the sense of having a secret that uh, really strengthens a character. And the sense that we as the audience are either in touch with something nobody else knows or we sense that there's something that we are sensing that nobody else is. And while I don't think it was an acting trick, I think it was, it was something that came out of his own personality. I think Reeves innately understood how to make both the kids and the adults in his audience feel like they were in on something and in on something. He would wink. And that was, that was, uh, but here's the thing. Uh, how many times over the course of 102 episodes did he wink? Not that many. Right. He did it a few times. And I, and that's the most concrete example of what I'm talking about, but it was in his persona to, uh, that not only were we privy to his secret identity, and the, all of the other secrets that grew out of that dynamic. But that somehow or other, we were connected to him. That somehow or other, he knew us. He knew we were out there. Uh, whether he directly winked or not, something about the way he presented himself in that character reached out through the screen to the audience beyond the mere story and plot and characters and made us feel like, okay, we're, we're, we're a, we're a member of a club that nobody else is right. uh, privy to. And I, there are lots of other uh, superheroes and, and TV heroes who don't have that. Uh, it's a gift that Reeves had that only a few actors are, are blessed with. And, and it doesn't even have a great deal to do with talent. Uh, not that he didn't have talent, but, uh, there are a lot of talented people who can't do what he did in that role. And that is connect on a personal level with the audience. And I think that's his legacy. The legend of George Reeves and Superman continues to this day for those of us who look up to the sky and believe. 
Please subscribe to Voices from Krypton. Give us a five-star review and tell your friends about us. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time.